you are an American speaker or just like a foreign speaker and you try speaking Spanish, they usually call you like, oh, suena como un gringo, right? Mm. Like, uh, sounds <laughs> which like a is, foreigner. yeah, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like a foreigner. I guess that was kind of hard for me because like, I'm also part Mexican. So speaking Spanish, I don't want to like disappoint any of my relatives or anything like that by sounding like an American. Welcome back to another episode of the Polyglot Perspective Podcast, hosted by me, Taylor. And I'm Lily. In today's episode of Polyglot Perspective Rants, we will be talking about, is your accent bad? And are accents important? And before we get started, we would really appreciate it if you could take a couple seconds to subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel, as well as leave us a great review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This would help us out a lot. Another reminder is that all of these podcast episodes are going to be available on our website, polyglotperspective.com. So please feel free to check them out. Thanks so much. And to get started with today's episode, um, is your accent bad or accents important? I guess the first thing that comes to my mind in terms of accents is, I guess, the irony sometimes, I think, especially when it comes to English accents. Because in the United States, the United States is a very diverse place with a lot of people uh, from different countries who speak a lot of different languages, and hence there are a lot of different accents when speaking English. And I think from what I've noticed, and I think how I've been conditioned growing up, I think is essentially the idea that certain accents are more proper than others, or certain accents sound better than others, at least for English. For instance, I know sometimes people think, say, like European accents, like French accents or like Italian accents are for some reason more attractive or more proper than, say, like a Chinese speaker who were to speak English. I think that accent is deemed as less intelligent or more um, a display of broken English than, say, like a French person speaking English. Not always, not all the time, but I feel like that's what a lot of culture has conditioned us, us into believing. Um, yeah, I guess what's your thought on that, Lily? A lot of times this is also portrayed in the media as well because they have um, European men, French, and they are seen as attractive and they get with the female lead. And then they have the Asian male lead. Maybe they have a stereotypical accent that they want the actors to put on maybe more heavy Chinese accent or Korean and then they associate these people with bad traits so a lot of this has influenced how we view um, certain accents when we hear English yeah I definitely agree and I feel like that's put a lot of pressure on people to make sure that their accent is as perfect as it can be when they speak their target language, whatever that may be. And I know it's a very heated question, right? Like, do I have to sound like a native speaker in my target language to be good at that language, to be fluent at that language? Or does it just mean I can fully converse with people and I can, you know, express all my thoughts and opinions? And I did a post on this a while ago, like a long time ago, but essentially, when I first started language learning, 
Spanish was the first language that I learned. And I thought, you know, if I don't sound like a native speaker, then I, then I can't really speak Spanish, right? And so I tried to sound as native as possible, but Spanish is one of those languages, right, where every single country you go, people sound different because the accents are different. And so you really have to, if you really want to, I guess, find an accent that you most identify with, then you would have to consume a lot of that media and really adjust your accent that way. But honestly, I don't think you need to, you know, ha adopt a native accent to be proficient in a language and to, you know, uh, be labeled as someone who can actually speak that language. I think there is a lot of beauty in, you know, the process itself and finding your own accent as well. And I don't think just because you don't have a perfect French accent that, um, that diminishes any of the work that you put in or any of the level and the progress that you have. But I think trying to reach for like a, a higher or like a better accent um, or more native accent, I think is something that we all like want, I guess. And just to actually throw a wrench in this debate about is your accent bad or are accents important? I recently came across a video. It's by Mr. Salas from YouTube. He's Mexican and he has a video that he put out and then it's called Nunca podrás mejorar tu acento en otro idioma y eso está bien. You will never be able to improve your accent in another language and that's okay. And in this video, he talks about how there's actually a difference between like accent and pronunciation and people mess this up. So everybody keeps saying they want to improve their accent. They want to sound more native. But a lot of the times to be understood by locals to improve the language, it's not really about improving your accent. It's about improving your pronunciation. When it comes to the phonology, learning different sounds of the languages, what parts of your mouth, so articulators you have to use to pronounce the languages, because sometimes certain sounds are prevalent in languages and it might not be in your language. So how to sound better is actually correcting your pronunciation, fixing how you speak. It's not really about accent. Accent is just how you speak the language and it doesn't interfere with being intelligible or people being able to understand you. It's more about improving your um, pronunciation. I might be a little slow speaking right now because I'm talking about Mr. Salas, so I'm thinking in Spanish, so I'm kind of translating it in English, but yeah, that's pretty much the point. Yeah, that's an interesting distinction. I never really thought about it like that. I feel like the term accent and pronunciation are both, I think, what we deem as being interchangeable, but they also have very subtle distinctions between them, which is pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. In terms of your personal experience with trying to find or trying to develop a native accent or, um, yeah, how I guess, how has your progress been with speaking Chinese and, and learning Korean and Spanish and those languages, have you ever tried to acquire, I guess, a more native pronunciation or sound? Or how's that been? Oh, man, everybody's tried. Too, um, yeah. So like with shadowing or something, just listening to the audio of the native speaker, then trying to copy it. 
And it's really good be, to start doing this at first so then you speak more naturally because in Chinese, I didn't really do that and my tones are screwed up because of me not doing that initially. But I did it with Korean. So every time I listened to Korean, I would just repeat it. Like, 안녕하세요. Uh, 영수정 필요하세요? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's kind of supermarket Korean. It's like, <laughs> hello, do you need a receipt? <laughs> or, 가방, 가방이 있어요? Uh, mm-hmm. do, you have a, do you have a bag? But then you're just like, wow! Oh, uh, uh, oh, wow, your Korean is so good. But then it's just you sound good, but then you can't speak anything else. So I'm just like, what's the point of having a good accent or pronunciation if you know nothing? Hot take. That is that is so true. Okay, I remember, I think two years ago, I took like a Chinese summer immersion program and I was talking to one of the tutors, right? And she, initially I started talking to her and she was like, wow, your pronunciation is so good. And I was like, thank you so much. And so therefore that meant that she thought I was fluent. And so she was out here talking about politics to me and I was just really confused. (laughs) I didn't know to talk about. Um, So I feel like, yeah, definitely there is a difference when it comes to pronunciation and also fluency in a language. Even though your pronunciation is good, that does not necessarily mean you're fluent in that language. I think there's definitely that distinction and you can be quote unquote fluent or conversational in a language without having perfectly native pronunciation or anything like that. I think they're very different and they're very different skills that you have to learn. Like Lily said, for pronunciation, the technique she used was shadowing. And I think that helped a lot for me too, because I went into Chinese thinking, well, I guess I was just lucky because I had grown up hearing Chinese in my family. So I guess I kind of just acquired the pronunciation that way. And so I didn't really have to put as much effort into the tones or um, I guess uh, into the pronunciation itself because I've been hearing it my whole life. But for languages like French, that's definitely one that that I would need to practice shadowing and really, really listening to that language to be able to eventually produce the sounds. Um, But I think shadowing is never a bad bad idea for whatever language you're learning. And some people feel ashamed of their accent. For example, probably English speakers have um, some shame because when we speak a different language, it's not seen as attractive. It sounds like, oh, it's just that American, (laughs) that English person. Oh, they're messing up our language. And it's not really accent-wise. It's more pronunciation that you have to improve. So just a mini exercise there is um i don't do the sound perfectly but i'll do two examples in chinese okay. so there is a yu that means fish yu to pronounce this sound it's hard for a lot of americans so they would say you 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 but in english phonetics it's more relaxed you 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 but in Chinese, imagine you're saying the sound e e like easy e. So when you're saying e, purse your lips together e. When you purse your lips together, you'll be able to say the sound. There's another example with ren, that means person. But Americans would tense the R because we're a very erotic language. Um, that means we have a lot of R coloring, R flavoring. When we, when we speak, it's very strong presence of R. So instead of tensing up, you would relax. So you would 
have your lips a little farther apart and more relaxed. Yun, that's how you pronounce the sounds. So just by this, you can improve your pronunciation by becoming more aware of how it's created the sounds of a language. Wow, that was very informative. Thank you so much. That's really interesting. Yeah, I, that reminds me of one of the videos I was watching, I think, for like when I was learning Hangul in Korean. And one of the instructors was basically teaching you how to change your mouth placement so that you can pronounce the characters correctly. Because I think we tend to, like you were mentioning, um, for American speakers, like we tend to filter our second language through our first one and try to associate certain sounds when in reality, native speakers from the get-go only speak that one language, right? So they're not associating any familiar sounds with that new language. They're just acquiring that language as it is. And I think that's why we tend to filter a lot in our second, third, fourth, whatever languages, um, which can lead to mumbo jumbling with a lot of different pronunciation. And I think, yeah, like you are mentioning earlier, a lot of times we're afraid that our accents don't sound native and therefore we're afraid to speak, especially to native speakers, because we're afraid that they're going to you know, laugh at us and you know, they're going to judge us for not speaking fluently. But I would say, even though that is the case, like for me, I had a lot of issues with that because for Spanish, right, if you are an American speaker or just like a foreign speaker and you try speaking Spanish, they usually call you like, oh, suena como un gringo, right? Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> which like is, a foreigner. yeah, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like a foreigner. I guess that was kind of hard for me because like, I'm also part Mexican. So speaking Spanish, I don't want to like disappoint any of my relatives or anything like that by sounding like an American. But I think honestly, the way your pronunciation is going to get better is just by talking to people, especially talking to native speakers and seeing how they pronounce things. So just like observing behavior, but also at the same time trying to replicate what you observe, what you listen to, and over time you will eventually pick it up. So even at this point, even if you don't eventually achieve a perfect accent, I don't even think that exists, uh, or perfect pronunciation, I don't think that exists in general. I think there's always you know, ways to improve and ways to get better, but even if you don't sound perfect, that's still fine. Again, like Lily and I mentioned, there's a distinction between perfect accent or good accent and then essentially being fluent in that language and being able to converse with each other. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>